In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us. Sounds like a tall order that Paul gives to those early Christians in Ephesus, as well as for us these many years later. This is the summary of the ethical instructions that Paul offers in the form of acceptable behavior versus unacceptable. Just before today's passages are the words, you were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, and to clothe yourselves with the new self. These Christian ethics about which Paul writes are rooted in Jewish ethics. For example, the opening text, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, comes from Zechariah. The Decalogue in Exodus also says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Paul frames these ethical instructions in the context of community rather than the individual self when he says, for we are members of one another. It's back to last week's and our baptismal focus that we are one body. We move from our old self in baptism to a new creation, welcomed into Christ full, sealed by the Holy Spirit, and marked as Christ's own forever. So the passage goes on, be angry, but do not sin. That's found in Psalm 4. And it follows, and then these sweet words, do not let the sun go down on your anger. What a wonderful way to think as we end the day. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Mind you, it doesn't say don't be angry. Rather, don't let anger consume our behavior. And Paul, by his statement, acknowledges that anger exists. Thieves must give up stealing. Points back to Exodus again. You shall not steal. Work honestly so that you have something to share with those who are in need. Paul also taught, let no evil talk come out of your mouths. Rather say only what will be helpful in building up relationships rather than breaking them down. That's not easy to do in our time. and know how much we need people to be thinking about that. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Paul brings that from Isaiah 63. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. That's what Isaiah says. It also reminds us that in baptism we are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever to live into our baptismal covenant responsibly. Put away bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander and malice. Instead, be kind and tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as we have been forgiven. And then we're presented with the challenge that I said in the very beginning, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us. 
So Paul gives us all these practical ways for us to walk in faith. I read a wonderful little book this week. General Seminary Professor Wistina Matthews has edited this new book called A Band of Sisterhood, Black Women Bishops on Race, Faith, and the Church. She gathered five African-American women bishops elected in the past three years to share their stories as they met with one another six times virtually. It was all during the pandemic that they met. The Right Reverend Jennifer Baskerville Burroughs, elected 11th Bishop of the Episcopal Diocese of Indianapolis and consecrated April 29th in 2017, the first black woman elected a diocesan bishop in that denomination's 185-year history. The Right Reverend Carly Hughes, consecrated on September 22nd, 2018, as the 11th Bishop of Newark, becoming the first woman and the first black elected bishop of the Diocese of Newark's 145-year history. The Reverend Phoebe Rolfe, consecrated as the fifth bishop of the Diocese of West Tennessee. Consecrated on May 4, 2019, and becoming the first woman and first black in that diocese's 36-year history, a baby diocese, if you will. Right Reverend Kimberly Lucas, consecrated on May 18, 2019, as the 11th bishop of the Diocese of Colorado, becoming the first woman bishop and the first black bishop in the diocese's 132-year history. And the Reverend Dr. Shannon McVean Brown, consecrated as the 11th bishop of the Diocese of Vermont on September 28, 2019, also becoming the first black and first woman bishop in the diocese's 229-year history. As this book was in its final stages, a sixth woman was, was elected, the Reverend Canon Paula E. Clark, elected on December 12, 2020, to be the 13th Bishop of the Diocese of Chicago, becoming the first black person and the first woman to hold that position. Bishop-elect Paula contributed the afterword in the book. The book was dedicated to Reverend, the right Reverend Barbara C. Harris, who was elected suffragan bishop in the Episcopal Diocese of Massachusetts on September 24, 1988, and consecrated on February 11, 1989. Bishop Harris was the first woman to be ordained and consecrated a bishop in the worldwide Anglican Communion, and she died on March 13, 2020. Now, I'm not going to give you a test about all those dates and all those women bishops, but I wanted to just be able to read their names and to highlight the amazing work that's happening in our church. The list has lots of dates and over the past three years and diocese to digest. And yet, these women mark a vital time in the history of our Episcopal Church, events that have been a long time coming. The book about this band of sisterhood is short and yet packed with the wisdom of these women who powerfully tell their stories about their joys and their struggles and their 
barriers that they've had to navigate. Toward the end, the author reflects the following. She says, this band of sisterhood represents the transformative power of God working within the church. There is a vision and a deep commitment to the Episcopal Church to become a welcoming place for authentic, vulnerable, inclusive, spirit-filled, truth-telling people who can join together to say, we are the church. Through these women's stories, they teach us more about ways to live into this new life about which Paul writes to the people of Ephesus. These women teach us in our time to be authentic, to be fully who we are, and to be fully who God intends us to be. Be willing to be vulnerable as you walk in faith. Vulnerability is not one of those characteristics that we are necessarily rewarded for in our time. And yet each one of these women were able to be vulnerable as they told their stories. Be inclusive such that no one is left out. No voice is left unheard. All are welcomed at the table. Be spirit-filled and truth-telling people in all that we do and all that we are. There are many nuggets in this little book, and one of them is from Bishop Kimberly Lucas, who said this about our life of baptismal calling. What we've been called to do is to live into this kingdom that we've been given a vision and a foretaste of. And if Eucharist has not been a call to you that we, to quote Mark Hollingsworth, have the goal of achieving communion, not receiving it, then you have missed something. And if Eucharist has not been a call to you that we have the goal of achieving communion, not receiving it, then you must have missed something. New life in community was essential to the early Christians in Ephesus. New life in community continues to be essential to us in our journey of faith. We're invited to listen to the voices of Holy Scripture and to the voices of those around us in our time. What we hear from Paul and these wise women are marks of our baptism into new life in Christ. We're called, as I said in the beginning, to be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us. As daunting as those words sound, we live that life in our behavior and in our relationships with one another. We learn to live in love as Christ loved us. We learn that together we walk this baptized life. To put away your old self and clothe yourself with the new self. Let us pray with the words that are said after one is baptized. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit, you have bestowed upon these, your servants, the forgiveness of sin and have raised them to the new life of grace. Sustain them, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give them an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, the spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen.